0: guard with a drive, pass in the corner to Brown for three, no good. Rebound to Monte Williams, seven seconds to go. Frazier, lob ahead to Curbelo. Curbelo's going to dribble it out, and the Illini will get out of East Lansing with a five-point win.
1: What have you done for me lately? Just get back in the winning column. That's all they did. Illinois bounces back from a sluggish performance at Rutgers earlier this week. They come out hot out the gate. Hold on. Just enough at the end and seal the five-point victory, 79-74 over Michigan State. Welcome into the Fasters Etc. post-game show, the FM exclusive edition here on Light Rock 97.5. Hopefully, if you're over on the AM side, you're wanting to listen to baseball, if you're looking for the post-game show, come on over here because I got Mike LaTulip here with me breaking down this Illini win. First with our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. For half a century, they've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball post-game shows. Cozad Asset Management striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Former Illini Mike LaTulip joins us here for the post-game show and really liked how the Illini responded for the first 20 minutes. And at some point, guys just get on heaters. And you can deal with that when you do just enough on the offensive end down the closing stretch, just hitting big shots and the Illini hold on.
2: Yeah, I think those are the types of performances that win you Big Ten titles. And, and the reason I say that, and if they went in there and blew Michigan State out by 30, would I say the same thing that I just said now? I don't know. The reason I say it is because they absorb blow after blow, and they cut the lead to eight, and they cut the lead to six, and then they blew it back out. And there's a lot of teams that would wilt in those particular situations on the road. And and MSU made their run uh, in the second half, and, and this team didn't flinch. and And I think we'll dive into a ton here but but man that's a that's an outstanding road win and and not only just an outstanding road win but coming off the you know the Rutgers game and a lot of toughness being questioned <laughs> um you know shooting slumps all the talk and man there uh there, <laughs> there are some Illinois players today that that certainly shut some people up that's for sure
1: yeah, they, they, they responded and, and flipped the script. It exactly looked more like the Illinois team we have known to expect. Not everybody was hitting. Jacob Grandison had one of his best performances offensively in an Illini uniform. Kofi Coburn does what he usually does. One rebound shy of a double-double, but he really got the offense going down low. And Illinois, what do you know, after that long fall to second place on Wednesday, they're all the way back up into first place with a win over Michigan State. We want to hear your thoughts on this game. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Text Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show, Light Rock 97.5 edition, up next.
3: Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship
4: teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with COSET Asset Management, Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey
5: Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business
4: secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with Cozad, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started.
1: Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Cozad Investment Advisory Services offered through Cozad Asset Management, Inc. Cozad Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. We will get this done today.
3: The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champagne urbana Champagne Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for fighting Illini Athletics, News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-9397. Five three five seven. Now, your hosts for the Fasters Etc. posting Show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. To Bingham,
0: bad pass, stolen by Demonte Williams. To the other end, he goes for the layup. And Williams with his first two, didn't score the other night at Rutgers way to Curbelo bounce pass inside to Kofi back in up and in for the basket his first two of the game and Kofi averaging 21 points pass break the other way got to get back in transition and an offensive foul on Michigan State but well, Curbelo really is uh, his energy moving up and down the fourth great entry pass into Kofi when they reverse the basketball
1: there was some of that early energy from the Illini. They hold Michigan State to 22 points in the first half. Um, uh, quite a few point more points in the second half, 52, but Illinois holds on that 12-point halftime lead. Leads to a five-point victory. Fasters, etc. post-game show here on Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip with you. How you feeling after this one? Everybody ready to jump off after the Rutgers game? Maybe some people ready to jump back on here after this win over Michigan State. 719 Texter is says that uh, they're popping the cold Kool Aid and toasting to Trent Frazier tonight. That's John in Colorado Springs. Appreciate you listening over in the Rockies. Uh, Brent says you, you can't disrespect the play of Walker down the stretch. Dude could not miss. Uh, I. I he he isn't the first option. I, I wondered if maybe they could have switched a, a different guy on him, but at, at the end of it, the dude was just hitting. Illinois uh, responded enough at the end to, to hold on. Uh, the Illini were better all day, says Brent, playing inside out instead of focused on the three, although they still shot 27 threes today here um, at, at Michigan State. Might be the, the highest they've shot in, in a couple weeks, but... Um, Great minutes from Hawkins, great minutes from Corbello as well in that highlight coming back. Um, love what we're seeing out of the bench here over the last couple games, or, or at least today. Um, and, and really the, the last couple games, you know, Melendez showing an emergence, Hawkins going back a, a few. He, he's been playing better and paying even in his limited time. If he could stay out of foul trouble, I like what he brings for, for 10 to 12 minutes a night.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I think the you're never going to get, you know, whether you play four or five bench guys, you're not going to hit on all four or all five in one night. You kind of just need because you have starters and because you have really good players, you just need two of the four, right? Or even sometimes one of the four, depending on how good of a performance it is. As long as all four are, you know, in terms of production, right, is what I'm getting at. Right. You may not have all four produce in terms of a box score. But all four that come in, and and I thought all five that played today. I know Boston Srdanic played two minutes, but they play with energy, right? They, you know, they they were great on the glass. Um, they kept balls alive. I thought Hawkins was outstanding with just his energy, and I I, I keep, I'll keep saying it when he's confident, he's more athletic, and when he's more athletic, mm-hmm. he makes more of an impact on the game, and um, just outstanding all around for from all those guys. And Lendez, you know, not a great game for him today, but you know you can't expect that freshman going into to East Lansing mm-hmm. it
1: happens yeah georgie b was in attendance and they talked to him during halftime said he he's not a fan of the breslin center but uh happened to be in attendance because he was close by playing for Grand Rapids in the G League but uh, yeah and only three guys in double figures and that came from Trent scoring I think nine points in the last five minutes so you've got to be getting some kind of production from guys outside of scoring and really up and down Um, Illinois played 11 guys today and I thought all 11 guys brought it let's dive into the phone line here uh, same number as usual even though we're over on the fm side Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. we will go over to the big city in weldon todd is with us make let me make sure i press the right button here yes todd you're with us hey there hey
6: how you doing guys hey we're doing good i thought today we played better for two halves Uh, here recently. It seems like we got in a habit of playing really good in one half and not so good in the other, or vice versa. And if we'd have played
1: uh, at Rutgers like we played today, uh, we'd have beat them by 20. Yeah, possibly. I mean, Rutgers is is hot right now. Um, We'll see how they perform at Purdue, but they've won four in a row. Um, But when, when the Illini are, are bringing energy, yeah, I, I like them in pretty much any game, and that's why there is the hype around this team. Maybe not a, a national championship, but it's definitely one of the top 10 or 15 teams.
6: Now, uh, uh, you want to be playing your best ball at the end of the year. You don't want to back into playoffs or a tournament. You want to go into them. So um, we got five regular season games left, right? Yes, that is correct.
7: Okay, four. So if we oh, four the left. Table,
6: four sorry. Okay, if we win all four of them, the worst we can do is tie, right, for the Big Ten tournament. Yes. Army Big Ten championship.
1: Yeah. Right now, Illinois and Purdue both at twelve and four, and tiebreakers only matter for seeding in the tournament. So if they win out, uh, first place is theirs.
6: Okay, and we get we get a double bye, right?
1: Yeah. Top four. Top four seeds get a double bye. Okay, so four
6: regular season games to win, two in the Big Ten tournament, and that uh, would that give us like a number one or two seed in the NCAA? You
1: think? Well. uh, I saw something flash during the the game, and I, I forgot that the NCAA does this now where they release their top 16 seeds at some point. And right now, Illinois is slotted as number 12 overall, which puts them on they're, – they're already at the three-seed line. Um, however higher you go, I mean, it, it really just depends on matchups. Illinois is a top-four seed.
6: Well, one last thing. Uh, I, we're going to need a lot of our bench players – to win out, you know, in a Big Ten tournament in regular season. So uh, it's great to see Coleman Hawkins, you know, getting on the right side of things Uh, because we're going to need him. We're going to need Melinda. We're going to need more than just our starters and them two reserves. We're going to need some people.
1: A lot of production. To get the job done. Yep, looking for production from everybody. Thanks for calling in, Todd. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. You can call in with your thoughts on this one, two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. We go back to the fan line. Here's Simeon with us out in Virginia. Hey there, Simeon. What a
8: great day, guys. <laughs>
7: um,
8: I <laughs> what a great day. I, I don't have any critiques, so I'm gonna ask you guys a couple of questions. But um I, I did wanna say uh a couple things. Um one is when I called in last time I was not trying to lecture our Nation, I just wanted to kind of push back on a couple of things. The other thing, Grandison made me be quiet today, <laughs> and I hope he continues to make yeah. me be quiet. And uh, um, I, I love that Brad has extended the bench. I just thought that this, from the very beginning of the year, this was one of the teams that we could use. Uh, a, 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 we We had the ability to have a longer bench. So having said that, I wanted to hear from you guys to critique the the defense, the rebounding, and the players that play? Or is that too much?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) I I think I'll I'll start with the the defense. I think that first, you know, call it 14 minutes of the first half for the Illini, if they guard and rebound like that, I am telling you, and obviously you need to have good offense as well, Mm -hmm. if they guard and rebound like that, they can beat anybody. They can beat anybody in the country. Um, and and the reason I say that is during the game, you know, it's it's getting towards the end of the first half or really midway through the first half, you're up 11 on the road and you're two for 10 from three. And why is that? <laughs> and it's the defense and it's the rebounding. I, mean, I thought, you know, they did a really good job of just tracking the ball down and um, a lot of rebounding is anticipation and not standing and watching and kind of being a, you know, a vice, uh, I guess a bystander in a way, but um, but yeah, I, I thought the, the players on the court today, uh, as you mentioned, I, I just thought, you know, Jacob Grandison, I, I, I can't say enough about him and um, you can tell he, he was visibly losing a little bit of confidence. You could mm-hmm. see it um, or in the Rutgers game, previous games, and for him to come out like that today and, and we can talk about the six or ten from three and, and how potent he was from, from behind the arc. How about five assists, man? Uh, And and he really is probably the best (laughs) post-entry passer Illinois has, and, and they know that. And I think it's something that makes him very, very valuable. And you add the two offensive rebounds and the five total rebounds, and he only turns it over one time in 31 minutes. I mean, that type of performance, you always go down the list. You say, okay, are we defending on the road? Are we rebounding on the road? And then you need someone to step up in some area. And I thought, man, he did that in a big way today.
8: I I totally agree. I totally agree. Evan? Yes, sir. No, I, I, I thought maybe you might have had some critiques on some players in the play today as well.
1: Oh, um, well, just kind of going through it like he he said. I the the way they were rebounding, you, you saw it. It was a different look. Whereas when Rutgers shots were going up, guys were watching. Whereas tonight, it was more anticipation, playing on your toes. I I really liked that. I I thought Coleman Hawkins, uh, he really stood out to me. Uh, like like. Mike points out when his energy is high, when he's just focused on on playing hard and doing the crafty things, he starts breaking guys' ankles and stuffing dudes at the rim, and you get the crowd thinking it's a foul when really he just kind of fell on his back. Um, uh, Hawkins really stood out to me, you know, up and down. I, I like Cribbello's energy as well. He was missing shots and and, and he got in foul trouble, which uh, stopped him in the first half. I thought he was on on a roll there, and then they had to to put him on the bench, but. Really, the the way that the bench stepped up, you know, only six points out of them, but the the little things that that we got from them, um, I thought those were huge.
2: Yeah, you yeah, get eleven I out agree. of the thirty eight rebounds too, uh, which is which is great. I'll, I'll I'll turn it back over to you though, Simeon. <laughs>
8: <laughs> only the last thing I was going to say, Mike has been preaching to us that Cabello needs to be reincorporated, and we just got a glimpse of what it's going to be like when he's fully reincorporated in what we're doing i think we're going to be a tough out and go much further than what everybody's thinking we're going to go in the tournament great win um i'm going to be quiet and listen to the rest of the show hopefully we can hear from steve and some others i'll be listening so uh thanks for having me on
2: i'll I'll make the one point about curvello um and i think i saw a lot of people going at him on social media for the tyson walker stuff at the end I Actually, I feel for the kid, Curbello because Grandison goes under a screen and gets Tyson Walker's first three, and then he hits a three on DeMonte. And then by the time Curbello starts guarding him, he's already got it going, so you're almost <laughs> like, all right, well, you know, he's kind of in a tough spot there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I, I thought they, they changed, you know, albeit he had a lot of tough shots, some 17-, 18-foot fadeaways. And then on top of that, you know, they they did switch Kofi's defense or his ball screen coverage a little bit and, and raised him a little bit. Uh, When I say race him, you know, bringing him up closer to the ball screen itself instead of going fully back and drop coverage. So, um, yeah, Curbelo, I think you're going to continue to see him integrated in certain ways. And I also think my last point, uh, you know, when Kofi's out of the game, I do think there's an element of staggering Kofi and Curbelo's minutes. You obviously can play them together. But I do think when Kofi's out, there are a lot. That's when some of the stagnation happens and there's not really, you know, sometimes it's just kind of swinging it around the arc or maybe you go to a dribble weave. But. Um, I do think you can shift, especially if Payne's the one that's in the game, to more of just a high ball screen look for a couple minutes before Kofi comes back. That way you have a, a set you know, offense that you're running. There's, there's a lot of motion concepts uh, and kind of read and react stuff. But, um, but I think there's an avenue to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I, that, that's a good point. Think it back last year, Corbello and Io didn't spend a whole lot of time playing together because they they give you different looks. You can run different sort of things, and, and Corbello gets gets the longer lineup a, a lot of times too, playing with uh, you know Coleman Hawkins and, and, and Grandison rather than Plummer and, and, and Frazier. So uh, I like the look that he's been given off the bench as well. Let's go back one more. F- phone call before we read a couple texts and name our mx electrifying player of the game alan is out in nevada hey there alan how are you guys doing today hey we're doing great
9: awesome win awesome win this is just man really needed this one uh and i think uh, just a tag team with one of the previous callers talking about it Um uh, you run the table here and I think you're a number one seed again, which would be absolutely huge. I mean, uh, you know, if you get, per, you know, if you, if, even if you tie and you get a number two seed, because of the tiebreaker if you tie with Purdue, you, uh, you know, you don't have to face them until the championship game mm-hmm. in a somewhat neutral setting. And <laughs> that game is winnable, but I still think Purdue is going to lose one more game. And if the line I uh, run the table, uh, they, they went out, right. Uh, in particular though, today, I wanted to talk about uh, defense and, specifically Plummer. i mean you know we, we know he's not the best defensive player he's virtually a liability and when he's not shooting the three uh boy, i'd much rather see cabello in the lineup than andre uh just because he's you know he's so much quicker you're going to get a seal or two and he's a much better defensive player and if you go back and look at the tape yeah they only had uh eight points for the first 12 minutes of the game michigan state that is but virtually every basket they had was a, a, a plumber miss in terms of uh, an assignment or getting beat off the dribble. And uh, that continued through the rest of the game. It seemed like when, whenever he was in, uh, he just continued to get beat. And I think Andre's a much better defensive player. And a lot of, a lot of line eye chatter, uh, you know, chatter on the uh, socials uh, last, you know, really even a couple, three weeks. About replacing Jacob in the lineup, I, I, I'd rather see Jacob stay in the lineup. Of course, <laughs> after today, that's a no-brainer. But uh I'd rather see Andre replace Alfonso than uh, than anything else. I, I just think there's so much better defensive team with him. Alfonso just got beat time and time and time again today. And I don't think caught
2: that. Yeah, no, I think that's a valid point. I think you know if if, if Jacob grandison and you Expect Trent Frazier to come along a little bit too. I know he hit some threes late, um, or hit the or hit the three late. Um, if they can provide a little bit of shooting, and here's what you can do with Alphonso: you can shift him around. Who knows if they take him out of the starting lineup, but at least you do. If you do bring him off the bench, and it's crazy to talk lineups right <laughs> you know, after a huge road win, but you know, at the same time, bringing him as a spark plug, um, shooter off the bench, you, you know, is something that could, that could obviously be. Used, um, and I do think Curvello is – I'm glad you said that because I I think although Tyson Walker, you know, had a couple shots here late in ball screens, Kerbello is a good defender, and he showed it last year. Jordan Bohannon couldn't even handle the ball against him in the Big Ten tournament. He's ripping the ball out of Joe mm-hmm. Toussaint's hands, a half-court, and dunking it, and, you know, he has – come a long way and part of the defense thing everybody talks about rhythm offensively there's a rhythm aspect to defense too when you've been out of the game for a while as well and the last point that I'll make about the standings um, been saying this for a while now I think 15 and 5 wins you a share um, that's the number 16 and 4 I think wins it outright mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think both Illinois and Purdue Illinois, they both can win out or I guess win out from here on up. but um, I think 16 and 4 does it Outright, 15 and 5, you're probably getting a share.
9: Yeah, I totally agree. And hopefully, 16 and 4 uh, belongs to the UI9. <laughs> yeah, no question. It'd be nice to have that number one seed. Yeah, I, I just just to put a bow on that topic of, of fun, I just think Andre can go under screens and recover a whole lot faster than Plummer can, mm-hmm. or, or even the first step off the dribble when, when you've got a guard who's quicker than he is. Uh, very few are quicker than Andre, for sure.
2: Yeah, and I think the second the second thing I'll add to that, too, is, you know, and, and the numbers back it up, uh, Carrillo's a better defensive rebounder, and I'm not sure it's particularly close. Um, so that's another element that you have. I know Carrillo only played 13 minutes today. Part of that's foul trouble, but I think you'll see that continue to – you know, to to increase, and I, I think all of that was you know I became aware of that just from looking at the closing unit and and Curbelo obviously being in it, and that seems like the trust from Coach Underwood is is certainly certainly there. Yeah. All right. Appreciate you guys. I love the show.
1: Hey, thanks for calling in. Great thoughts there, Alan, with us calling from Nevada. Uh, all kinds of thoughts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line from folks. Calling out the folks that wanted to bench Granderson to, as I call him Granderson, like Dion does. We love you, Dion. Um, Gary's back, <laughs> saying we want more Michael Tulip. I don't know how much more Michael Tulip we can give you, Gary, but uh, we'll we'll do whatever we can. Uh, Two one seven says cardiac kids. Yeah, for for the Captain Chaos. Covet that Cribello got. He was he was not the the chaos here today, and, and so much of that, like you you pointed out earlier, is is playing on the road. This might not play out the same way in the second half if it's taking place at, at the State Farm Center. But you you got the crowd behind you. Illinois is playing their more prevent defense and their their prevent offense. Uh, you know, less fouls and, and giving up uh, those different kind of looks um and it takes knocking down shots. Michigan State misses a a couple of those and it stays a, a double digit deficit and it and it never really becomes a game. But um That's just how the ball falls sometimes, but Illinois gets just enough of them for the win. Let's name our MX electrifying player of the game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project, and remember, relax, call Max. We could could go a couple of different ways here today. Kofi almost with the double-double, game-high 27. Grandison just finds it uh, again, going 6 of 10, carrying the weight as far as three-point shooting here today, making six of the eight threes. And and like you mentioned, uh, when you see those five assists and the five rebounds as well and only one turnover, and and he's the one who was hitting the shots in the first half, enough guys hit him down the stretch, but I'm kind of leaning towards Jacob for, for player of the game.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm even more than a lean. I'm fully, (laughs) I'm fully falling that way. And it sounds crazy, right? 27 and nine from Kofi and he was just fantastic. And uh, I thought he was patient. He was getting slugged basically the entire game and and was able to kind of fight through it. And, uh, but Jacob Grandison, you know, you go on the road here, there's some poor shooting in other places on the team and you come out and hit six out of 10 when you've been slumping. And, uh, we talk about the five assists, the five rebounds, the offensive rebounds. And, you know i know he had two offensive rebounds he probably kept another three alive um that landed in somebody else's hands so um it's it's jacob grandison uh and i don't want to go as far to say i'm not sure if you win this game today without him but I'm, i am going as far to say that i don't think you win this game without a performance like that so jacob
0: grandison for me
1: all right it's unanimous jacob grandison 24 5 and 5 he gets our mx electrifying player of the game
0: Lost the handle in the paint. Turnover, Michigan State. They are turnover prone. Here comes Frazier. Up the left side, Trent. Dribble drive. Bodies on Christie. Fires to Grandison, who buries his third three of the game. The Illini lead is 24-12. Timeout, Michigan State.
1: More calls, more texts. Illinois wins 79-74. Fasteners, etc. postgame show here, the FM edition.
7: Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net.
1: When there's work to do, ground to break, earth to move, and a reputation to uphold, you need the durable Kubota RTV-X. Built with half-ton capabilities, industry-leading heavy-duty features, and a cargo bed that easily transitions into a second row of seating. The RTV-X is North America's number one selling diesel utility vehicle. Visit your local Kubota dealer and test drive one today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana.
4: Hey Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow! What's Kasasa checking with Prospect Bank? It's like adding points to the scoreboard for being a good team player. Open an account online at bankprospect.com. Member FDIC.
3: The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 5-3-5-7. Five, five,
0: Down the lane, up, and missed it. Rebound, Kofi. Good job by Kofi not to get a foul. Up ahead, Frazier. Jump past corner, Grandison. He's open for three. Uh-oh. Got another one. Jacob Grandison buries another three. Grandison, a high low to Kofi. Kofi puts it on the deck, spins left, put it up, missed it. Got his own miss. Put it up and in. counted it in the end one. Kofi Coburn and Jacob Grandison, they're the show today. <laughs> wow.
1: Those two guys were the two-headed monster for the Illini today. A combined 51 of the Illini, 79 points as they get. Another road victory here in the Big Ten get a another plus one in the plus-minus Big Ten standings if you uh, subscribe to Sean Harrington's way of thinking and, and it kind of goes along with what Mike was saying 15 and five 16 and four based on how the schedule lays out if the Illini pick off their remaining road game that'll put them at plus six and, and put them in a, a pretty comfortable position but. How many times over the last two weeks have we said Illinois is in p- position to control their own destiny through the rest of the season? And then the Big Ten does what it does. There's just so many good teams and, and so many tough games that to to run off nine or ten wins in a row probably is unlikely. But winning this game, I think, here on the road, Michigan State, a really desperate team, they needed a win to get things going again after Tuesday night and. and now they've lost and they're scrambling for answers. So you're, you're happy to be on the Illini side. Fastener. Oh, Oh, it'd help if I turned John. There you go, Mike.
2: I, I was saying it was just the, the whole scheduling thing and looking at the last four games for each team. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the world to me, because you can look at it either way from both teams, Rutgers in particular, they flashed their, um, I guess, rest of the way last four or five games that they have. And, one of the broadcasters said, oh, that's that's a really tough schedule. I don't think they can they can win the Big Ten with that schedule. But if you flashed Purdue's and Wisconsin's and you looked at Rutgers on their schedule, you'd say, that's a really tough game for Purdue and Wisconsin. So we play this both sides thing. And, <laughs> and it's just the, the reality is every game in the Big Ten is tough. Because either you're playing a team that has hopes to, to go to the NCAA tournament or – or win a Big Ten title, like a Purdue, like an Ohio State, like any of these teams, Rutgers, or you're playing a team that is firmly out of it, that has absolutely nothing to lose, and can come in and play spoilers. So there's really there's nowhere to hide in this conference.
1: Never is, never easy, and there's still games to be played this weekend. Wisconsin, Rutgers, Ohio State, all in action so we'll we'll see how the Big Ten standings shake out after Sunday. Phone lines are lit up once again. You can ring us in. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. Michael's calling from East Lansing. Is this a, a an enemy call or is this a friendly call?
7: No, this is a friendly call. Friendly, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Great game at the Breslin Center and uh, you know, obviously any road. Road win in the Big Ten, everyone knows, is a great win, and that was certainly evident of that today for the Illini. So glad to be getting out of East Lansing with that. Uh, Defense was on lockdown, like you guys said earlier in the program. We enjoyed that. Um, I don't know how long Michigan State was on eight, but their fans were restless. (laughs) Um, I wanted to start chanting double digits when they scored 10, but my wife wouldn't let me um, (laughs) in the enemy territory there, but uh, no. And how how much are we going to miss Trent Frazier? What a dagger at the end. It just silenced the whole place. Oh, it was great walking out there, supporting the orange and blue, uh, wearing our colors proud. So, good road win. And here's on to uh, the regular championship, regular season championship and on to the big 10 tournament. So uh, just your thoughts maybe on, I don't know if we missed it. We, just, we were driving back, but just thoughts on, you know, the rotations. I know he's still coach Underwood still looking for, you know, maybe the right fit and crunch time. Uh, seems like we had some, uh, some five out there in the rotation that we don't normally see. And just maybe comments. Um, and if you had those comments made already apologize for that but go on love the show guys
1: hey thanks for calling great to to see you get out of enemy territory uh, alive and with a victory um so so that's always good and and just to to touch on the defense before we go back to the the rotation comment it, 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 being stuck on 8 and if Michigan State hadn't knocked down 15 to 17 and 18-foot jumpers in the first half, they might have stayed at eight. They they just happened to, to knock a, a few of those down. What they shoot in the first half? I, I believe it was 20-some percent from the field. They ended up getting up to 31. So the, the looks were never easy whatsoever. Walker just kind of went off late. And, and Brad was talking about it in, in post game. Sounds like he's still working on the rotation and it, it it may continue to change game to game all the way through the season.
2: I think you definitely are, are seeing a little bit today where in my mind, I guess what I saw was you have your firm starting lineup. Okay. And then from there, you know, it's, it's Coleman Hawkins, RJ Melendez and Andre Curbelo. That's the eight. And then when you look at the bigs, I think it's going to be matchup dependent, right? If it's a low post interior threat, you go boss, or Donk. If it's more of a Marcus Bingham, who is a run and jump guy, you go Omar Payne. And to have that luxury is awesome. Um, you know, and they're going to be able to do that. So it's going to fluctuate between nine and 10, uh, depending on the game. I think it's going to be more on the nine side. But I think, I think the guys that you saw today are going to be the guys that you see, you know, from here on out. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people, it's like the one time a guy isn't playing, everybody wants that guy. And, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be happy with what's on the floor because these are the guys that are doing it every day in practice. Not to say the other guys aren't, but you know, there's, there's, these guys spend a little more time around, uh, you know, around the practices and, uh, more than all of us. But you you made a comment about the defense too, that sitting on eight points, it did feel like forever. I can't, it's pretty unfathomable that they reached 74 points uh and yeah. a lot of that was just kind of the, the pressure's off when you get down six fourteen to 16 and tyson walker kind of goes nuclear there i'll, I'll make the point i've been i've been waiting to make this point because i don't know if this is this is the craziest thing i think people probably haven't even heard of but you can go look it up on youtube uh four minutes left i forget who miami was playing a few years back uh but there was a player on the team named Z- xavier Ratan mays uh, he actually came and visited Illinois, but ended up going to uh, – he was at – or he's at Florida State at the time playing at Miami. Mm. It was down 15 with four minutes left, okay? He scored 30 points in the last four minutes. They still lost the game. <laughs> but he scored 30 points in the last four minutes. Look it up on YouTube. It's insane. And that kind of reminded me of the Tyson Walker stuff today. It was just you're climbing back in the game. There's not a lot of pressure. Wins at your back. And, you know, you're just kind of like, all right. I, I really didn't have a, a moment today where I was like, yeah, Illinois is going to lose this game. I just, mm. I really didn't. And then, but those are the type of games where it sneaks up on you. And if you don't have the possession that they had when it was 67, 64, and they were patient and they they bled down the shot clock and then, you know, they make a really good pass under the basket and finish to make it 69, 64. To me, that was really the, the, I guess, the play of the game um, that kind of closed it out. So yeah, I had to get the Xavier Rutan-Mays reference in there because it's, <laughs> it's something I don't think anybody has ever talked about. <laughs>
7: Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, just in terms of uh, the the offense, there there still seems to be stretches where we forget we got the best player on the on the court on you know in the game at the time, and we go away from Kofi. Uh, just maybe your guys' thoughts on that? Should should we institute the he touches it every time before someone else's you know hoisting one? I know we've had that conversation on here in your post game before, but seems like uh, seems like we forget about the big guy sometimes.
2: Yeah, 27 and nine. Um, you know, I, I think we do feed him a lot. And yeah, I think there are moments where I think you can feed him more. And I actually think there's more. He did it with Jacob Grandison in the first half. Um, I really think there's more of an avenue to, you know, if he doesn't have great post position, throwing it in and, and immediately throwing it back out. He had that a couple times. And he tends to wait, and for Kofi at times, the longer he waits to make his move, you can see how when he's decisive and he's low and he makes that that little spin with the left hand um, or with the right hand, he's really, really, really good. I mean, he's really good in general, but yeah. but even more potent down low. And yeah, I think there's ways to institute it, but the 27 threes that Illinois took today, um, and they are a good shooting team and some aren't falling for some of the guys on the floor, but that's all Kofi. I mean, I, I, you know the way that they crowd and the way that they overload on the backside with help, um, it's what's getting these guys a lot of open looks. So you have to have a balanced attack like that, because if you throw it into Kofi every time, now if Kofi fouls out with three and a half minutes left to play, now you're relying on guys that haven't really been in a rhythm all game. So um, it's a balance, but I totally understand anybody that, you know, says, hey, let's get into the big man every time, because it tends to to work out a lot, right?
7: Oh, absolutely. He's dominant when he gets it, and – um, we're kind of curious too, in terms of his total minutes, he wasn't really in foul trouble. Uh, wonder if anything, you know, on the tw- Twitter, verse out there, is he resting him? Uh, you know, being conservative his minutes down the stretch run here. Uh, seems like he's on the bench quite a bit, but you know, we played with the lead for a while too. So, it's, you know,
1: rest him while you can, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, Brad, I think it was more. Go ahead. Go well,
1: ahead. It, Brad kind of talked about that post game. I, I, this, I think this is the ideal number of minutes for Kofi. It's thirty-two. You give him. Four minutes in the first half, four minutes in the second half, or you know you can split it in there. They've got pain that gives them that different look, especially when you match him up with Cribello. And I, I think he, he also mentioned a little bit sometimes Kofi's conditioning gets to him when you're seven foot three hundred pounds. I, I can understand that. Um there there will be situations where I think Kofi could go thirty-five plus, but ideally I imagine they want to keep him somewhere between thirty and thirty-two.
2: I, I think the other yeah, thing I'll make, mention, make too, is that he was 31-32 today, and he's 29.8 for the season. Yeah. So I, I, I would have to look mm. at the, the Big Ten numbers. I think the reason you noticed it today is because things weren't going very well when he was on the bench. <laughs> so you start probably <laughs> yeah. looking around more to see when he's he's going to come back in. But, yeah, you can get creative with yeah, it. And I will be. say this, too. you, If you watch the game, you'll see uh, they typically take him out around the 16 30 mark or the 8 12 mark and it's all by design right you want to give him a breather mm-hmm. it's going to bleed into that media timeout and then hopefully you can steal 45 minutes of actual rest uh, and then put him back in there but sometimes there's no whistles for the media and it gets three minutes into it yeah. and you're like ah, we still don't have Kofi out there so um, yeah I mean I think that that's going to fluctuate depending on the game but I think the 31 32 minute mark is probably right where you see him for the rest of the season.
7: Yeah, that's good. Hey, enjoy the show, guys. Um, one last thing I'll maybe leave you with, if you haven't seen it, there's a good YouTube celebration. Georgie was at the game and yes. a good celebration with him at Kofi afterwards. If you haven't seen that, go check that out.
1: I bet that's great. We'll, we'll have to to look that up. He he did a, a great interview at halftime with Brian and Doug. Always just love the energy that Georgie brings. Hey, thanks for the call, Michael. Yeah,
7: absolutely. Yeah, you guys have a great weekend. Go Illini.
1: Go Illini. Call into the fan line, 217-356-9397. We're bouncing all over the country here today. Um, we're going to keep things local here. David's in Tolono. Hey there, David.
10: Hey, how you guys doing? I, I thought it was a very mature win by by Illinois. Uh, they were the veteran team, and they made big shots, and they weren't rattled by the crowd. So all of that was excellent. I, I, I think uh, now they're starting to get finally healthy. I would love to see Curbello once he gets his conditioning to 30 minutes a game, because Illinois will be a better team if he plays 30 minutes a game, then you know in the spurts that he has to, I just I just hope he's healthy. And as far as Kofi, I, I love him and I love the bully ball that he plays underneath. But as much as I love him offensively, I, I just pray he gets better defensively because it, it's, it's 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 he's not a, a threat to shot block. He's not a threat to. It, it's just bad defensively, but. That being said, uh, I'll enjoy the win today, but um, otherwise we're going to have a pretty quick exit in the NCAA tournament. I do think in the Big Ten uh, standings, the regular season will finish in a tie among three teams, and then uh, it'll probably be us and Purdue at the end with you know probably Purdue winning it. But uh, I, I, I am an Illinois fan. I've always been an Illinois fan. And I wish the best for them, but I just try to give them constructive criticism as a, I see it as a fan. And I wish them nothing but the best. You guys have a wonderful day. Bye bye.
1: Appreciate the call, David. You, you were speaking. You were speaking to, to Mike Soul when you you said play Corbello thirty minutes a, a game. How much of the defense for Kofi and the knock that that we consistently hear? How much of that is by design in the the way that they handle ball screens?
2: Yeah, I did. I did want to touch on this at some point. Um, and it's part of the reason I think they they moved him up a little bit in that drop coverage. Uh, at Rutgers, he wasn't great. Um, he wasn't. Go back to the Nebraska game at Nebraska. That was another one where he just, you know, when you're in that drop coverage, you, can, there, you can, there's a proclivity at times to stand. Um, and he does that and he gets caught standing straight up. He gets caught kind of flat footed. And then you have, a propensity as well to run over and, and jump to block the shot, leaving your man who's rolling with a free run at the basket. So it's a really tough position to be in. And I think the way that you can mitigate that is just activity, you know, and and I, and I say, that go back. It's funny. Go back to, you know, the Baylor game last year in the first half. Um, Kofi was in foul trouble and Georgie came in. Georgie was always active. Um, there's one thing you can say about Georgie is Georgie was always active in that ball screen defense. And it's not about going for a steal or going for a block shot. It's just about making the ball handler uncomfortable. And I think too many times you're right. I think Kofi doesn't make that ball handler uncomfortable. Um, you want them to be a little bit indecisive or think, ah, like, can I take that? Is he giving me this? Is he not giving me like playing the cat and mouse game with them? I think that's where he takes the next step. And and we say all this. I mean, he he's potentially the Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, and and I always say that you know, there's a certain expectation, right? You know, it's it's, as unfair as it may be, you are now graded as a big 10 player of the year, national player of the year. And, you know, and and Kofi, I'm sure would welcome that. uh, But at the same time, he needs to get better. Uh, And he has gotten better. Go back and watch some stuff from his freshman year. It was, it was, it was tough to watch. (laughs) Uh, And he's made strides. And I think he's going to continue to do so. And they need it here late February, early March.
1: Well, and what stands out is are, are those games when Kofi gets in foul trouble, and and, and it's a, a positive and a negative. He, he's never been overly aggressive. You can see guys that are even you know six seven all the way up to the the tallest of sinners. Some some guys are hunting blocks too much and they get themselves in foul trouble. I don't know if somebody got to Kofi early. He's just never been. The kind of guy that's going to go up and, and and try to block every shot. He picks his his spots and, and that sort of thing. He's just not a, a an overly aggressive defensive player. And when you're you're seven foot tall, I'm sure for for a long time he didn't have to jump. You know, you just stand there, you put up your arms, and you're ten feet tall. So that's pretty nice. But um, it, it's a it's an adjustment still facing facing different big guys and um. Kofi's Kofi still doing enough, though, I would say. Let's go one more phone call, and then we will get our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment. Go up to almost the Great White North in Minnesota. Pete joins us. Good afternoon, Pete.
11: Hey, guys. Appreciate it. I uh, don't want to uh, rain on today's parade. It's always good to get a road win in any Big Ten arena, let alone in East Lansing where we haven't done it for seven or eight years. But uh, I love Brad. I love his heart. I love his grit, uh, and I mean that more than you know. I think he's well-intended. I, I know he knows the game, but we have to figure our offense out. And and I don't mean even right now substitutions or lineups. the The flow is like the Harlem Globetrotters, Sweet Georgia Brown, outside of the top of the three-point line, circling, handoff. Uh, it always gets down to four, three seconds. And somebody could argue, well, we're trying to to spread the floor, right, to get it down to Kofi. We're trying to spread it out. Well, what happens when you go into the paint and you drive hard to the paint? What happens? It opens Kofi up. What happens when you drive into the paint? It opens the three-point shots up. And we play so horizontal and rarely ever vertical – uh, that turnover that RJ had at the end of the game, uh, we lead the country in sidelines to sidelines passes. I bet money on it, and that was the only pass he could have made. So, I just I I I don't know that you know this is going to hit Brad today or tomorrow where he's got to reconstruct how we get into the paint. Um, you know, one of the guys that gets into the paint probably more than anybody besides Trent. God bless him is RJ. He's had more limited minutes. And then like the caller said so appropriately the other day, the other guy is captain chaos, but you never know what the hell's going to happen when he gets in there. So I just, again, you know, I love these guys. Um, I appreciate the time here on the show to voice my opinion, but I'm afraid come March, if we continue to play this, what I call horizontal ball, uh, we're going to be in trouble. We have to start going to the basket in the paint.
10: yeah
2: I, I think it's a fair criticism because um, we've seen a lot in, a lot of times in these offensive lulls that's the product right It's swing 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 take a mildly contested shot and and I, I get it there's a couple of guys on this team where their strength is not getting downhill to the basket and the other thing I'll say too is when Kofi is in there, he is posting and it kind of clogs the lane so it's it's it can be tough at times and that's why I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, and I know he's now – he seems to now be called Captain Chaos. Uh, but Andre Curbello, um, if you can stagger minutes, right, like when Kofi's out of the game and you can bring in Andre – because he does – if there's one thing Andre can do, it's it's getting into the paint. Now, what he does from there seems to be a mystery at times. Um, but we've seen him do it in a positive fashion. So, I, you know, I, there is. Like there's the continuity, the weaves, and it's just – I think you're right. There's too much – I guess, horizontal move in, not within that weave, just saying, hey, I'm at least going to try to get downhill here. Um, it may get cut off or may, they may build some walls and I may have to kick it, but at least now I'm creating separation. And just you chip away little by little. It's not just going to be one weave, one handoff, get downhill to the basket. Um, but that some of that is early possessions too, secondary fast break opportunities where even if it's a made basket, getting out, getting it out quick, they don't get matched up. That's how you can attack it. When you get set, there's so many good half-court defenses in the Big Ten. Rutgers is one of them. Michigan State is good in the half-court if you let them get set. So finding the opportunities to, to run out and, and transition as well, whether it's, a, uh, I guess, a primary fast break or a secondary fast break.
11: Yeah, well, I, I agree. I just think, you know, my, it's not just reactive to this game or this year. I look at sure. last year and some of the most – Fun memories of last year was Io going to the rack, really hard and really strong. But if you look at the entire season, he was still kind of in the mix with that horizontal ball and that flow. And so, you know, at times I think it's easier to say, and I agree with you, we don't have a lot of players who can go in hard effectively. But if I look at last year, I mean, we got somebody who's doing it in the NBA right now. So. I, I'm not here to again, you know get rid of Brad or, or rag on him I just I'm very concerned without offensive structure but I appreciate you guys time it's always uh, a highlight of the day or the night to tune in with you guys after the ball games and uh, Ill
1: I and I thanks for listening all the way up in Minnesota there's Pete joining us here on the fasteners etc post game show I I have plenty of text to get to, but we should probably name our Pekin Insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with Pekin Insurance. Visit PekinInsurance.com or contact a Pekin Insurance agent to start defending your assets. This one might be a, a a twin winning for Jacob Grandison, considering the way he'd been shooting it. You, you pointed it out. I, I noticed it uh, going back to the Northwestern game. Guy visibly look to be losing the confidence in his shot but so many times today and maybe it's it's definitely part of it the confidence is the biggest thing but he was ready to shoot all day I think that's probably the most exciting thing coming off a a couple of tough performances it's easy to get into a a DeMonte kind of mindset which you point out is immediately when he catches it you know he's going to go with the shot fake he was just going with his shot and he trusted his shot and he sinks six of ten he was also getting to the rim a couple of times made uh two three shots within the paint made two shots in the paint finished on, on a couple free throws and then of course everything he added in between
2: yeah he was fantastic and you know the other thing I'll mention too and I know he missed a three late when he was six or nine, but he's five for seven in the first. He missed his first shot. Um, you know, and I think that's that sounds very trivial um, in saying like, oh, great, yeah. Well, he took ten. You'd be surprised. You know, you go back and look at somebody who shoots five for seven in a game or six for eight in a game. Go see if they made their first one, because it's a it, confidence-wise. You know, it, it gets you in the game, and then you kind of are playing with house money a little bit on your next shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can shoot that a little bit more confident. He missed his first one, but the difference, like you said was he didn't hesitate on his first one. Um, you know, he didn't at all. And and I think that was kind of the the story for not only Jacob Grandison, but a lot of the guys on the team today. I didn't think there was any hesitation in a lot of areas. Um, a lot of assertiveness, a lot of, you know, being the enforcers in in, in a way. And I, I thought that was part of the reason why they were able to come out with the win. But but yeah, Jacob Grandison, um, you know, even just to start the the second half, you know, they drew it up for him mm-hmm. going downhill and um he finishes the layup there and i I do think he has a little bit of game off the you know putting the ball on the ground and um you don't want to get carried away with it but i think that's what makes him really good is he knows who he is and what he can do um and man they needed it today
1: jacob grandison already our mx electrifying player of the game is going to get our peak in insurance beyond the expected moment when You thought Alfonso Plummer was going to chuck up the three as the shot clock winds down, but uh, Jacob Grandison can hit a circus shot every now and then too.
0: Plummer now with a drive under the basket, pass in the corner, Grandison deflected off his hand, Grandison has to fire a three, and he threw it in! He threw it in from the deep left corner. And you know it might be your day when that goes in because the pass was deflected, Grandison just picked it up on the pass attempt from Plummer and he threw it in.
1: For all the pretty shot attempts he had today, that was by far the ugliest, but it made the perfect sound, got him three points, and Jacob Grandison gets our peak in entrance beyond the expected moment of the game. Fasters, et cetera, game show here on Light Rock 97.5. Got some text messages to catch up on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, plus some time for some calls here as we celebrate an Illinois win. Did you know most workplace injuries are due to slips, trips, and falls? Regardless of the cause, make sure your employees are covered by workers' compensation benefits from Pekin Insurance. Pekin also offers a nurse-on-call program to help assess workplace injuries and how to handle them. And their loss control plan helps prevent accidents from happening in the first place. Learn more about the benefits for your business and your employees at PekinInsurance.com.
9: Dutch Boy Platinum Plus. It's only paint. It's only paint that comes in an award-winning twist and pour container. It's only paint that will transform your den with just one coat of salted lavender into a writer's sanctuary. It's only paint that will help you become TV's hottest writer where you'll meet this guy. Hey. Who starred in that thing.
0: Now that's a twist I didn't see coming.
9: So yeah, it's only paint. Only easy opening, smooth pouring, change your life both professionally and romantically paint. Dutch Boy. Only at
4: Menards. Hey, Illini fans! Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow!
5: That's Jacob Grandison, and and you know what, guys, guys can learn from that. And and you know, I'll make sure that's a point of emphasis. You know, being in the gym with with Ta, you know, at three o'clock in the morning, and Plumber was right there with him, and. And, um you know you you get those guys you always come out better on the on the back end of that if you can deal with that adversity and if you give in and quit and don't have a warrior mentality um, you know what you're 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 in trouble and uh, not just in basketball but in life in my opinion but uh, Jake was phenomenal and uh, made shots and, and really got us off to a great start well we
1: There's head coach Brad Underwood after the game talking about Jacob Grandison getting in the gym after the game at Rutgers. I think the tall tale continues to grow. I don't know if he was there till one, two, three. He might have still been shooting there until they left for the game today, yesterday. But um, Grandison stepping up big, big. Huge bounce back game here today in the Illini win over Michigan State. First win at the Breslin Center since 2015. Brad Underwood's done it a couple of times at the State Farm Center, but finally gets one on the road. Fasters, et cetera, post-game show here with Evan and Mike. Lots of thoughts rolled in here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Um, Got some Pizza Hut talk. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Kevin was happy with the fight and hustle today. Love to see that. Brian in Idaho says offensive ball movement was better today. Um, thought Hawkins had his best game. Need a gif of him laughing at the MSU guy after swatting his shot. I must have missed that. Um, he's a he's a pretty colorful player. And uh, <laughs> 785 Texture says, Glad Brad was smarter than all the fans that were wanting to start Melendez over Grandison. His time will come. His time will come. But, um... Yeah, he, Brad's usually pretty good at, about his poker face, but uh, by by the way he was talking yesterday, didn't seem like he was ever panicking uh, about Jacob Grandison, and this isn't the time to panic about your super senior small forward and, and make lineup changes with an 18-year-old. Melendez is going to get some play. Really like what that guy brings. Thinks he, he's going to continue to grow, but they're going to lean on the seniors, like it or not.
2: Yeah. And I I think, too, the other element of it is when you make lineup changes, I I saw this firsthand when I was a sophomore. Kendrick Nunn and Malcolm Hill were on the bench, and John Eagy and Joe Bertrand were starting. And it became very obvious (laughs) by mid February like, okay, you know, these guys, these guys are really, really good. And to me, you know, I'm not sure it's that obvious Right. right now. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, granison versus melendez and i get melendez his ceiling and what he can be down the road in his career it's you know he's going to be a star and i think he has star potential but right now for this team it's you know it's jacob granison if you're going to pick one or the other um to kind of close you out here on this home stretch and go into march um you always ride with with experience and um you know and, and i think melendez is still great in the role that he's in where he can come in and use his length and knock down some shots and provide some athleticism. That's great. That's perfect right now. And honestly, I think it protects him in a way um, Protects his confidence to when you need it in, in a big game in March, he can provide that. So, um, and Coleman Hawkins too, you know, he's great, but I also think he's, he's great in the role that he's in right now. It's the same type of thing. And I think, you know, it's easy for us to speculate and say lineup changes this, lineup change that, but it, it typically is much more obvious in practice. Uh, you know what I mean? We I mean, we saw it like with Kendrick and Malcolm it was it became clear as day we had lost eight straight uh, that year and we actually won that's at right. Michigan State that year um, and part of that was Kendrick and Malcolm just went off uh, so it's funny I wanted to tie it all back together yes um, sometimes you need to make the change and sometimes it's better just to to stay put and rely on your your super seniors and seniors to just play with a little more toughness and and knock down shots and that's what they did.
1: That was the Miles Bridges team, right? If I'm remembering right, or maybe that was the next year.
2: That was twenty. That was den twenty fifteen. No, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. That was the year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, no, twenty fifteen is when Michigan State went to the final four. But that was Travis Trice and Denzel Valentine and Bryn Forbes, mm. and um, I do believe they still had. I'm trying to think who their big was at the time. I think it was like Gavin Schilling and a couple other i the mean, Adrian Payne might have been gone by then. Um, Just after team. that
1: te- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the remnants of that Final Four team um, still there. Uh, another guy people are looking to get going is Alfonso Plummer, six one eight, Texter down in Carterville. Um, yeah, I, I would ag- uh, agree with that. Uh, he's he's kind of fallen down. Um, I like I like that. He takes it to the rim, and, and he's he's one of the guys you you wouldn't expect the the six foot three point shooter to be the guy who who can get it to the the paint a lot of it, a lot of the time. But uh, this this team is better, and, and and Illinois starts blowing out teams when Plummer starts getting it back, and and, and that's probably once again just a, a confidence thing shooting it when you get ready, and also getting open. Um, going back to the caller talking about the offense. I, I don't know if they need to completely change up the scheme, but it, it's kind of going back to that Rutgers game. It's doing things with it, intent and not getting stuck and just running the weave and being a, a little more creative, and, and, and Plummer gets open off of that, and, and, and once he starts seeing the ball go through the hole again, I imagine he gets back to shooting at 42%. Well,
2: the shift happened back in, I remember, the Missouri game. Um, he started to get... On a roll a little bit, and I, I was sitting there wondering when are these teams going to adjust? When are they going to start guarding him differently? And you see with his left hand, they bring him off some ball screen situations. And at times, what they'll do, uh, what these defenses will do, they just want it out of his hands. And they, uh, a guy who really isn't uh, the best ball handler, he's more obviously more of a shooter than a ball handler. Um, and they're they're trapped. They're basically trapping or what you would call hard hedging a lot of these ball screens with Alfonso Plumber. So there's just been a shift in how he's been guarded. They want the ball out of his hands. And and they are very cognizant of where he's at at all times, and I think that's that's kind of what you know that that stretch that Trent Frazier went on for a little while there in kind of late January, early February, or I guess mid January to late January uh, was partly because of not only Kofi but Alfonso Plummer and the way that they're guarding him. So, um, man, to think that Alfonso Plummer isn't shooting the ball well and, and hasn't really been shooting the ball well aside from what two games ago when when he had five threes or whatever whatever he had. Um, if he, starts get, if he starts getting shots to fall, you've seen him be a game record before, and he'll take six-point leads to 13 in a heartbeat. So um, down the stretch, they're, they're going to need him to make those shots if they want to either clinch or, or win this thing outright.
1: Yeah, Palmer, 3 of 6 inside the arc today, 0 of 3 from behind the arc. Not a, a stat line that you would expect to see from him, but finishes with 8 points. Had a rebound in there as well um, in the win, a uh, couple more texts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Some some people upset about the three-second call. Um, all, all I could say is welcome to the on um, 217 Texter says that, um, it, I, I guess it's applauding you, Mike, for not having the same mannerisms as Tom Izzo on the sidelines when you're coaching the TBT team and... Uh, maybe maybe you'll you'll get there one day but uh Izzo Izzo definitely has his own way of going about it um and I'll say this if
2: I if I ever get anywhere like Tom Izzo in terms of rooms on the sideline during a summer basketball tournament then somebody (laughs) needs to drag me out of the gym and give me a reality check
1: Yeah, you you might see those at at the fifth grade winter tournament. Um but uh not from Mike LaTulip Tulip in the basketball tournament. Cool comb collected as always. Two one seven texture, uh what's taller, more athletic wings and and they're they're coming, but uh no in season trades. We're already past the trade deadline here for college basketball season. So uh I riding with what they got and um yeah, there's just a, a a lot of thoughts, a lot of good thoughts uh, which you you would expect after a win here on the Fasteners etc. post game show. Let's take another break. We'll come back. We'll get our keys to the game as Illinois is back in first place in the Big 10.
12: Our parents have always been heroes. But when they begin to show signs of memory loss, we have to be the ones to save the day. Autumn Leaves of Savoy offers compassionate memory care in a cottage-style setting that feels just like home. Their inspired connections programming nurtures the complete individual, honoring their unique life story to provide meaningful moments of joy each day. And with Autumn Leaves Family First Focus, you can be confident that you've found the best home for mom or dad. Learn more today at autumnleaves.com.
1: How well do you know your insurance company? Uh, Well, I know I pay each month,
7: and I'm covered.
1: Okay. Are you sure you have the best rates? Do you have the right coverage for your needs? Are you paying for things you don't need?
7: Well, I haven't actually talked
2: to
4: my agent. I I just assumed...
1: Talk to a real person. Talk to someone local and see the difference.
4: Myers Insurance Group is local and independent, and we're always here to talk. You are not a number. You're family. Myers Insurance Group. We work for you. Hey Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number 1 in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal.
7: Wow! Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit
3: mxelectric.net. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line. 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357.
0: Rebound a weak side, Hall, shot blocked. Blocked out of there. By Coleman Hawkins. Hall is down on the ground. The align with a man advantage. Hawkins open for three. Missed it. And Coburn with a tap. Put it up and in. counted, it. And now they'll attend to Malik Hall. Coburn taps it up and in. Crowd booing because Hall went down.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a, a block. And not a, a blocking foul, but uh, that was a, a full on block. And then Kofi doing his thing on the offensive end. 27 and 9 for the big fella. Coleman Hawkins, very productive 14 minutes. Doesn't really show up in the scorebook, but four rebounds. He had that block there. Um, he broke some ankles and only one foul. So. Like what we got out of Coleman Hawkins in the Illinois win here. Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show with Evan and Mike. Uh, Apparently, a lot of fun is going on after the game as well. Tom Izzo isn't a fan of the officiating, lol, but um, he he did mention that Trent Frazier is his favorite player in the Big Ten, says 785 texter, and I I saw those comments coming from Izzo out of the, the post. Game press conference and <laughs> the the pizza Pizza Hut social media is, is taking credit for this one. Um, I, I'm guessing that McPherson, Kansas, is, is Brad's hometown, as this texter points out. And um, yeah, he, he's been he's been preaching the the Pizza Hut as we continue to give them all this free advertising. But uh, yeah, the 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 Illini responded and uh, they 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 took this one out of the Pizza Hut parking lot here today. Against Michigan State, seventy nine, seventy four. Let's go back to the fan line 217-356-9397. Boomer is in Rantoul. Hi, Boomer.
12: Hey, what's going on, guys?
1: Just celebrating the win here.
12: Oops. Man, that was that was a great win on the road. Woo in East Lansing as well. <laughs> so I hear you know all the talk. You know, Kofing and uh, Jacob had two really good games. Um And I think we played with, you know, a lot better intent and intensity um in this game than we did at Rutgers. Um, and kudos to Brad for, you know, letting us know we got our tails whipped against Rutgers. But one thing I want to point out is thank you, Mr. Super Senior Trent Fraser, for draining that three at the end. Because, man, that was so big. And I think that took the heart right out of Michigan State. And that's all I wanted to say, man. We are, we are on a roll. And, you know, whether we're going to be sole Big Ten champs or co-Big Ten champs, we are a really good team. And don't change the offense now. It's been going. I understand, you know, horizontal versus vertical. But let's keep doing what we're doing, and we'll win some more games.
1: I, I I I agree. Uh, always good to to win at Michigan State, and um, probably not some, some wholesale changes. But uh, the the Illini are are in good shape, uh, taking care of business when they need to, and the response I, I think is the biggest thing. Um, not often. I I don't think that the teams get outworked the the way that that it did at Rutgers, and and a lot of that had to do with you getting popped on the mouth and on the road and a, a loud environment, and, and you react differently. And the Illini came out today, and and they supplied that punch, and and I thought that was huge. Yeah,
12: absolutely. I totally agree with you guys. You guys are great. Appreciate it. it's my first time calling in, so that was pretty cool.
1: Hey, well, we we enjoy all callers, so thank you for calling in, and, and maybe do it again after another game.
12: I appreciate you
1: guys. Thanks, Boomer. There's Boomer with us, and Rand Tool, and we we're, we're hopping around the state now. We got all the out-of-staters in. We're, we're going to keep it in Libertyville now. Bill's with us. Hey there, Bill. Morning, guys. I don't want to sound unappreciative of
7: today's victory. It was, it was great after all these years, but I I'm mystified why Brad didn't take a timeout. I don't know whether we had many left or not in the final two minutes. When you got a ten point lead, with a, you know a little more than two minutes left in the game, why are you, why are you letting the guy shoot with 29 and 27 seconds uh, left on the shot clock? And there were uh, there were other possessions where they shot with a lot of time left. You, I mean, unless you got a wide open layup, I I don't see shooting, you know, from 25 feet with, you know, 28 seconds left on the clock. I would have liked to have seen him say, you know, unless you got a clear layup, hold on to the damn ball with a couple of seconds left. That's all I got, but thanks for letting me talk today. ILL. Out.
1: I and I, thanks for the call, Bill. I think the Illini were down to to one timeout at, at, at that point in time. I don't know how many quick shots they were really putting up, and I thought the offense got stagnant because they they slowed things down, which is the the whole idea. But, um, yeah, those are some thoughts coming in here on the Fasteners, etc. postgame show. A lot of love for for Frazier, and and, and rightly so. And he finishes with 12 points. Going into about the last five minutes, He, he had maybe two points, and he's supplying the assists. No turnovers here once again. All day, the the Illini took care of the ball. Michigan State, not really a team that's turning people over this year, but going back to the the Northwestern game and when people started worrying again, they were unforced errors, and I didn't see too many of those from the Illini today.
2: No, there weren't, and I think that's, you know, as I mentioned early on in the season, the turnovers are typically a a product of um, role-identification, It is. And and guys not knowing their limitations. And part of that was Coleman Hawkins trying to split the defense. And part of that was, you know, Andre Corbello was a little bit out of control. And, um, you know, even Trent at some times was trying to figure out who he was as a facilitator and as a distributor. And um, man, 37 minutes today and and zero turnovers. It's incredible. And and it's exactly what you need out of your seniors. I'll I'll even take it a step further. (laughs) I think you have, by my math. Um, that would be 94 minutes between Plummer, Williams, and Frazier, and zero turnovers. I understand wow. Plummer doesn't handle it a ton, um, but for those three guys and uh, a lot of you know a lot of primary ball handlers there to to not have any turnovers. I'll, I'll throw Curbelo in the mix; he only had one. Uh, that's what you need to do on the road. Um, you know, I thought Michigan State was giving Illinois every chance uh, to blow that game open in the first half with their own turnovers. <laughs> uh, but it was pretty amazing to see what what they were able to do and. Uh, we can go through all the superlatives on, on Trent. Um, you know, I don't ever want to make it seem like we're unappreciative. Uh, you know, we talk about him so much, but man, he, he is incredible. And, um, in the big moment that he hits that shot, who knows? I, I mean, he misses that shot and you're up to, and they throw in a crazy three. We've seen it happen in college basketball this year. Uh, teams kind of stealing a game late like that. And, uh, he just really shut the door and, and took the wind out. And I want to make the timeout comment here. Um, I go back and forth on this sometimes. Yeah, I get it. Stop the bleeding. But I really do think that when it's a team that's coming back into the game. Now, if a team is extending a lead to, you know, six, seven, eight, yeah, maybe call a timeout. But if a team's crawling back in, I think a timeout, what it does, I actually think it gets the crowd more into it. Um, You know, and and sometimes you just need to to inbound the ball, forget about the last possession and, and go down and, and, you know, Obviously, play to win and play, you know, don't play not to lose. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, they did a good job of that. They're patient, took good shots, um, and trenches ends it.
1: Let's do our keys to the game here, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested, and brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse. Mike, what were your keys?
2: Toughness. And, and Brad Underwood mentioned the connectivity aspect of it. I thought, though, it started there. Um, and all the other stuff is great. You know, Granison hits six threes and, uh, you know, 17 assists, eight turnovers. That's awesome. But I thought their disposition, particularly on the defensive end to start the game, just kind of took Michigan State's soul. I know they cl- I know they climb back into the game late, but um, that's part of it, right? You need to do your work early on the road to be able to sustain any type of run that a home team makes because they're all going to make them. Um, you know, and it was just it, they, it came at a time at the end of the game where Illinois had built up enough of a lead to be able to sustain it. So the toughness, um, you know, being the enforcers, the togetherness, and 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 the connectivity, I thought was really the story here.
1: Yeah, uh, along those lines, everybody finished with a rebound today, and. and- haven't been getting that the the last few games. You you would get a, a number of guys that that might pop up there with zeros, and, and there's a couple of guys that had one. But it, it goes right along with what you were saying. I I thought the the Illini they supplied the punch today, and, and Michigan State having to respond. The, this team I think plays better with a lead rather than than coming from behind. I don't know if that's because they're used to playing with a lead or or, or whatnot, but um. When Illinois gets out front, like you said, especially on the road, I I think they're playing their best. And when they did that here today, uh, coupled with the the defense, uh, holding a a team to eight points in in 13 minutes um, doesn't doesn't happen a a whole lot. And and that was a a big part of it and and just goes right along with it. You know, the toughness, the rebounding, and and, and supplying the punch here today, something that didn't happen against Rutgers, but – this Illinois team continues to respond. No true losing streaks this year. I say three in a row is a streak, winning or losing. So still no losing streaks. They respond to the loss at Rutgers, and they get the win here at Michigan State. Fourth road game in five games. I don't, you don't want to put too much on the schedule because everybody's got, got a tough schedule, but this has not been an, an easy stretch whatsoever, and they came out of it three and two.
2: It's not bad, and especially, you know, even just two and two on the road. Um, you talk about Purdue, Indiana, Rutgers, and Michigan State. I that's, you know, you're not mixing a Minnesota and Nebraska in there. Uh, you know, it, it was four really good opponents that are all kind of in the mix here. Uh, I guess Sands, Indiana, uh, you know, all in the mix here to kind of make a run at this title. So um, I, I thought the Rutgers game, and I, I'll kind of put this to bed, I guess, now, um, so we don't have to rehash it. But I think similar to certain instances last year, whether you want to call it the Loyola game, there is a finality to this. Um, and, and I think when you get in the you know, in, in this mode of, hey, we're just winning games and we're gonna make it to the Big Ten tournament and then we're gonna go to the NCAA tournament, you, you start to get on Autopied a little bit. And then you get punched in the mouth and you realize, Oh wow. You know, this thing is, okay? and, and like we're gonna need to be the people that you know, in first place, you one preserve it, but two, you got to take it. And I and I think they found that. You know, and, and I hate that it comes in the form of of you know the pizza. You know, getting your butt kicked <laughs> in a Pizza Hut parking lot um, at Rutgers, but it, you know, I think that I do think that Rutgers game happening uh, woke this team up. And they they said a different look in their eyes today.
1: Those are our keys to the game brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse. For real Texas barbecue, it's Hickory River Smokehouse. Dine in, drive through, and pick up. Order online at hickoryriver.com and Hickory Point Bank. Coming up to the end here on the Fasteners, etc. Postgame show.
9: Hi, I'm Dan Marker with Hickory Point Bank. Champaign is full of businesses run by hardworking entrepreneurs. From family owned shops and restaurants to companies with hundreds of employees, local businesses are making a positive impact in our community. We get it, we understand local businesses because we are a local business. There are no faceless corporations that make our decisions, we make our own. Just like you, you're local, we're local, and we're all working to make our hometown an even better place. Hickory Point Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
2: There's nothing better
8: than real Texas barbecue, and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice blend and infused with real hickory smoke for a juicy, award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides and it's a meal. Open for drive-thru, takeout, dine-in, and caterings. and don't forget you can skip the drive-thru line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations: Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria.
4: Hey Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number 1 in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow!
5: It was as good as it's been. And, uh, you know, we knew the second half, this game was a little bit like the second half at uh, in, in Champaign. It was foul problems, and they went right at us, and, and we fouled a little too much. We've got to get out of that habit. Uh, but, uh, again, we kind of, we always kind of kept them at bay, uh, you know right there until the until the last four or five minutes and uh, uh, again it took a special effort from Tyson and you know we give up hard twos and um, you know other than one three which which we were late getting to but you know the job we did on Gabe Brown um, you know was 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 huge and and uh, you know I thought we did a really good job on max we didn't give max a three so it, you know it was all in all it was it was a couple guys in Hoggard and Tyson who were uh, uh, not their main guys that 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 had to go today, and they did.
1: There's Brad Underwood talking about his team's defense here today in this win over Michigan State. Held the Spartans to just 22 points in the first half. If Tyson Walker doesn't go off in the second half. Maybe the final score doesn't look so high, but the Illini hold on for the win, 79-74. Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip here coming up to the end of the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show on Light Rock ninety-seven-five. Some lingering thoughts here on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Carl likes the bounce back from the Rutgers game. Never easy to win on the road as number two Auburn is currently trailing Florida on the road, a 16-10 and 10 Florida team with seven seconds to go. Never easy there. And uh, something, we kind of talked about it earlier, but uh, wondering why Trent wasn't guarding Walker there at the end. I imagine that's that was the, the game plan all game long, and then the guy starts hitting shots, and you're not going to switch things up from, from Fraser being on Christie for the full game.
2: Yeah, I also think, you know, they really wanted to limit Christie, and they did that again for the second time this year. And and, and two, like I mentioned, you know, Granison goes under a screen on Walker. DeMonte has a little bit of a short closeout. Walker hits a three, and then it's like, hey, he scored 16 points. There, you, here you go, Curbelo. You know, <laughs> like he's already kind of gotten it Wind going. Up. So, and, and it's and I will say, in the moment, it is tough to. To realize those things until they're happening, right? Like, if he scores twice in a row, then you think, okay, it's just twice in a row. And then when he scores three times in a row, then it all of a sudden becomes a thing. And by that time, it's already happened. So it's just, you know, you, you kind of want to stick to the matchups. And um I guess they could have switched, but I, they won the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, they won the game. And I'm sure if they look at the film, maybe that's something down the road where they're like, hey, if, a guy's going off like that. Maybe we should switch trends. So at least you can learn in a win as opposed to a loss, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. There, there can be lessons either way. You don't have to, like you said, in the pregame, you don't have to, to lose necessarily to, to figure something out, but line, I pull it off. Eight one, eight, eight Oh one texture says, love the matchup in East Lansing. Great win. Great show. Appreciate that. And, um, I, I, think those are uh, about it as far as thoughts on this one so we're going to take our final break in here come back give you our final thoughts and set you up for next thursday's matchup with the buckeyes life is to be enjoyed you shouldn't have to spend a minute worrying about your insurance coverage your independent pecan insurance agent has you covered with auto home business and life insurance they also offer rv and motorcycle coverage high-risk auto policies, identity theft resolution services, water and sewer line breakage coverage, and more. To request a quote, visit pecaninsurance.com or call your local independent Pecan Insurance agent today.
7: Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say, let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net.
4: Hey Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Number One in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Best of luck to all the players and coaches during today's game. This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. Go Illini!
5: Yeah, it's nice to go to the pizza parking lot and come out victorious. <laughs> you know? There I you mean, go. it's yeah. it's it's uh so much emotion and energy and effort, and, and um, you know, I, it was uh, unbelievable first half. I mean, a clinic the first half, I thought, in terms of defensive prowess, in terms of tenacity, in terms of, of, of grit. Uh, we didn't shoot it great, uh, but, again, I mean, Trent was 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 at half, and, uh, you know, we're up 12 or whatever it was, and, and uh, I loved our defense. And then, you know, Tyson got going, and... and uh, Known to do it when he did at Northeastern, and um, you know, made it hard, made it interesting. But uh, again, you know, Trent Frazier's shot was was huge. It's what he does and has done his whole career, and um, yeah, pretty 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 proud of this group right now. Yeah, I thought the, I thought that
1: could have cleaned up the end of that a, a little better, but. The Illini roll into the Pizza Hut parking lot, and they come out with a victory. Fasters Etc. postgame show here with Evan and Mike. That win puts the number 12-ranked Illini at 19-7 overall, 12-4 in the Big Ten, as we've mentioned and you probably know, tied atop the Big Ten standings with Purdue now. Of course, still more games to be played this weekend to settle that thing out. Maybe so, uh, another good news for, for the Illini coming off these four road games out of five over the last couple weeks is they're hitting one of those extended break periods. No game until next Thursday against Ohio State. Uh, that one an 8 o'clock tip, 6 o'clock our pregame coverage gets started here as well as over on the AM side News Talk 1400 and I I don't have the exact numbers but just remembering last year I know Ohio State came into the state farm center and won, and I think the year before they did that too so in Ohio State is playing some some pretty good ball right now
2: they are and EJ Liddell's right up there with you know in the big player of the year national of the year conversation they just haven't played much as crease is to say and I know it's reflected in the standings but they're I think they're currently making up a game right now with with Iowa mm-hmm. and Um, you know, I, I do think that team is pretty dependent uh, on EJ Liddell. Um, I, I, I think their guard play is a tad suspect. I think Malachi Branham has been a bit of a revelation at certain times, uh, you know, as a freshman contributing right away. Uh, but, but some of these other guys, you you just don't really know what you're going to get on, on a nightly basis. I know I believe right now as, as we're talking, Iowa is up, Mm um, you know, and, and that would obviously make it very interesting. Uh, it probably would take Ohio State, to be honest. It may take Ohio State out of the out of the running. But, but look, this is an Ohio State team that they – right, you're right. They have played well in Champaign. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think you bring them in the house. And is EJ Liddell going to hit six threes or he hit last right. year? Uh, I, I do think that's going to be the story, how they decide to guard ball screens. Uh, They switched it up last year in Columbus and DeMonte was fantastic on him, uh, forced him into a lot of those tough kind of 14 foot fadeaways. And, um, you know, but he got loose a couple of times when you go into that drop coverage and hit him on the throwback uh, on the pick and pop, he was wide open. And he's shown that he can knock those shots down. So uh, that's really what I'm looking for. How are you going to guard those ball screens with EJ Liddell? Um, You know, do you put DeMonte on him? Uh, If you do that, then what's the scenario? You're not going to switch. Uh, because then you're putting a, a Trent Frazier or an Andre Corbello or any of those guards on him, so um, it's probably going to be one of those four men uh, I would imagine guarding him, or it's Kofi and just rely on EJ missing shots. Uh, that gamble hasn't worked out at times <laughs> in the past, uh, so that, that's that's what I'm looking for the most going into this game. But you said it's a it's a five day layoff here, uh, or I guess four five day layoff. They probably take tomorrow off. Uh, Monday is going to be a practice that's about them, about Illinois. Uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, you have a, you have a two day prep to to get into the Buckeyes. So, um, man, home stretch. It doesn't get more exciting than this, huh?
1: <laughs> this is it. Four games to go in the regular season before the Big Ten is settled and uh, March is a, a week, uh, just over a, a week away. We're three weeks from Selection Sunday. It's hard to believe, but Illinois gets the win here, back into their winning ways over Michigan State. Thanks for chatting it up here on the postgame show, Mike. We'll uh, check in with you before Ohio State. Likewise, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for... Just all, all the knowledge that you provide here on the post game show. Thanks to Dave Leake running double duty on the baseball game over on the AM side and helping screen phone calls. Appreciate everybody who calls and texts in and even the folks who listen live and on the podcast, which will be available shortly over at WDWS.com. Got the win back at it next week right here six o'clock next thursday against the buckeyes we'll talk to you on sports talk next week
3: the preceding program was an exclusive presentation of news talk 1400 and 9 fm wdws and light rock 97 fm whms champagne urbana champagne multimedia group stations We will get this dub today.